3: And even... Checkout's not until 4, so...
2: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Me, Ben Maller, and Danny G Radio, eight days a week. I am such a radio loser. You don't have to be crazy to listen to this podcast, but it does help. It does help, uh, unless it doesn't. But, Danny, we are back at it again on a Sunday, a football Sunday. And the question, before we get into this podcast, we had our first NFL Sunday last week. Yep. How did we do on the downloads? Did we do okay, Danny? We did better than
4: okay. I'm hurting myself as I reach back to pat myself on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get the show up two hours before kickoff.
0: Nice. So the games kick off at 1 o'clock Eastern, so the podcast was up at 11 o'clock Eastern. Is that, is that right? Am I math? Math is correct, right? So eight o'clock. Yeah, for, oh, like for
4: once, your math is right.
0: Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. I use Maller math. Maller math is very rarely wrong because it's Maller math. It's always right if I'm the one doing it. That's the way to go. So yeah, thank you for that, and that's why we're here. If you guys did not download the Sunday podcast, we'd be like, screw that. We'll just go watch football, and we're done. We're out of here. But the wheels are turning.
4: Thousands of downloads before the first game kicked off. And then I noticed a spike, a huge spike, right after the last afternoon game was over for us on the West Coast. So, as we asked for you to use it as a pre-game and a post-game, that's exactly what our fifth-hour podcast listeners did. So, big ups to you! You get golf claps.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, so, so, thank you all day, every day. If you uh, run across the room. Your thighs can do that. <laughs> That was uncalled for, Dan. That's 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 an old take by you. That's an outdated take. That's a bad job by uh,
4: you. That was just a joke I used to use on your live show. What's wrong with your clippers?
0: No, I know. All right. Well, let's get into it, as Marcel in Brooklyn would say, the Sunday podcast all about pop goes the culture and the main event, the mailbag, but poppity 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 we go.
1: Pop pop pop
0: thank you ohio al and i saw this earlier this is not really a pop culture story but I, I did want to mention before we get into the pop culture aaron Rodgers has been called out by batman snobs danny Uh-oh. Yeah, Batman fans are upset with Aaron Rodgers. What did Aaron Rodgers do? Did he go into the Batcave and uh, vandalize the Batcave? Did he kick Alfred the butler in the nuts? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, what he did was he, com- he conflated a couple of Batman quotes. He said after the injury, he said, The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. And those people that are really into Batman, and I'm not one of them. Like I like Batman, but I I'm like the original Batman, the TV show that when Catwoman would pop every one, uh, you know, pop up every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, so apparently he's conflating two different
4: quotes from Batman movies. You're totally a Michael Keaton Bat- Batman fan.
0: Yeah, well, hundred percent. Uh, unless I'm not. Uh well, I was like, uh, who's your favorite? Is that like the Bond thing? Who's your favorite Bond? Uh, James Bond, and who's your favorite yeah. Batman? Yeah, Yeah. I was a Christopher Reeve Batman uh, or uh, Superman. That was my super yeah. Batman. I, I like. Th- I think
4: Christian. I think Christian Bale has been the best Batman.
0: Yeah. So the the quotes. For those that are into Batman you probably know but the the quote he used Roger's part of it was from The Dark Knight and the second one was from The Dark Knight Rises. And so Uh-oh. are you are you not allowed to do that? Is that a, is a, is that illegal? Is Bruce Wayne going to come down and kick you or punch you or I don't know. You you're no longer the cape crusader. I guess. Anyway. Uh, Well, here's a big problem, Danny. America, 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 we are facing supply chain shortages on what? Laxatives. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know why we are likely facing supply chain issues because of the shortage of laxatives?
4: Because so many Americans are full of shit.
0: Well, that is true. But, you know, it's also full of shit. TikTok. How many people are actually on TikTok? I don't know. I'm not on that. But apparently a lot of people are. I guess. I don't know. The media seems to think that's the case. So TikTok, uh, there's a challenge on there. And uh, one of them does involve laxatives. Yeah. yeah boy, uh, this is a weight loss Strategy, and they're claiming that because so many people uh, love the TikTok, and they apparently want to shit themselves to lose weight, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're buying up the laxatives. <laughs> and uh, so, I, let me give you the, the details on this. The Wall Street Journal uh, they had a report chronicling the national shortage of laxatives. Uh, w- w- one in particular. Uh, the generic name, which I'm not going to even try to pronounce. And they were like, well, there's multiple factors and all that stuff. But there's a TikTok realm known as gut talk. And uh, supposedly uh, the uh, health and wellness influencers with no formal medical training, as far as we know, have been encouraging the mindless, brainless stooges who follow everything they say that they must incorporate laxatives into their diet and this is going to cause you to, to lose a lot of weight. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, so it's not perfect though, right? You take laxatives and uh, you could be dehydrated. uh, You lose electrolytes and uh, you might have a uh, poopy time when you least expect it. So anyway, that's the.
4: You have to be leading a loser life because You'd have to be standing near a bathroom at all times. How could you go into a job like that? Well, it
0: is. It's it's a crappy, de- you know, crappy deal, Danny. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Man. I don't know what else you do, but uh, there's other ways to lose weight. You don't have to do that, man. My God, man, does it actually work though? You think it actually works? I mean, you probably would, because I I sold back in the nineties. I sold a product called Body Shaper.
4: Oh, I sold Body Solutions.
0: Oh, that's what it became. They, they okay. changed their name from Body Shaper to Body Solutions because of some lawsuits. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah. 1990s radio advertisers.
4: Uh, just take one teaspoon of this before bed. You don't have to work out. You don't have to do anything. It works in your body overnight as you sleep.
0: That's right. Yes. Take it. Yeah. Stop eating three hours before bed. Yes. This. And my, my, one of my bosses, he's, he heard me do the commercials and he'd come in. He said, like, uh, you're still selling that shit. Be gone, Benny. Yeah. Uh, you're still selling that. You know, I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't sell it. You, you're the ones that sold it. I'm doing the commercial copy on the air, but yeah, they were everywhere. They're the biggest advertiser in radio in the late nineties. They were everywhere.
4: Yeah, obviously you and I read the exact same live copy.
0: Oh yeah, I remember those bullet points. I read that thing, man. Oh god. And and uh oh, there's so many stories that came from those commercial reads back in the day. But anyway, so that was the the plan back then. They were like uh, the the whole concept was don't eat. Well, then I I figured out that if you don't eat 3 hours before bed, just that alone will help you lose some weight. Yeah. And, uh, and and then the the whole You know, this thing will make your bowels explode. Uh, That also obviously helps. So anyway, the laxative shortage, possibly because of TikTok. But who the hell? Who the hell? No. Well, here's here's a fun story from the airlines. Now, was it last week we had the vomit comet, the uh, diarrhea, die, die, diarrhea on the Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta? Yeah. to, To Europe? Yeah. Well, now we had another story this week involving airline passengers up in arms demanding a refund. Why did someone uh, poop right there in the plane? Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh turns out that the cabin on the plane stunk to high heaven, uh, according to a couple from New Zealand. The flight was ruined because of an anxious dog, that yeah. kept farting.
4: The, yeah, uh, thirteen hours of farting.
0: That is a lot of gas. That is uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous. Yeah. They did not turn back like the no. that had the 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 poop and the diarrhea and all that. Even baby
4: Koa was impressed by this story.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot of gas. Are they Maybe sh- maybe the the dog. What kind of dog was it? Do we know what kind of dog it was? Was it a, a shit zoo? How dare you? It's not a shit zoo. We need to take a shot at Bella. Although Bella does stink. Bella does stink. And if I put Bella on a plane, the airline would have to give out gift vouchers and things like that and uh, and whatnot. So, man, that is, that is wild. And uh, th- did the owner of the dog have any problem with it? Or like, hey, you know, this is what we got to do. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Well, here's a, a story that I thought already existed back years ago, but apparently it did not. When I was a kid and when you thought of uh, Colombia, what did you think of, Danny, when you thought of Colombia? Drugs. Yeah. Cocaine, right? Colombian cocaine. Cocaine and coffee. Yeah, coffee also. That's true. Well, according to people over at Bloomberg, economic estimates from Bloomberg claim that cocaine is going to overtake oil and officially become Colombia's main export. Yeah, I thought it already was, but uh, they say that cocaine is going to overtake oil, possibly by like later this year. I oh. thought cocaine was illegal. Well, not everywhere. Well, I, I know in the Hollywood Hills, you can do it, and I get that, and parts of Beverly Hills where we are in L.A. here, but yeah,
4: eh, there you go. Where, wherever there's hookers, it's legal. Bunch of hookers and cocaine.
0: Hookers and cocaine. The way of the world. Well, that's exciting. Uh, the kids get in the cocaine business. That's the way. the way to do it. Well i read a lot of s- stories uh, the last couple of years about homeless people and people down on their luck and all that. Well, how about this one? Uh, the police in Denver, uh, Danny, investigating what they're calling a pop up bar for the homeless.
5: <laughs> he said what now? <sighs> oh, oh,
0: this is, uh, this is great. I love the ingenuity. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. Colorado. Denver police say they're investigating what appears to be an open air pop up bar for the local homeless encampment on the north end of downtown Denver. And I'm looking at this, and uh, the photo is pretty crazy. It's got, there's a tent, there's a couple of tents. Somebody's got like a nice, looks like a leather chair with wood on the side and then there's a bunch of alcohol right there on like a dresser like a kind of a a medium-sized dresser and they're like yeah they're hearing that there was an open-air bar sales of alcohol but here's the problem it's a great business idea because homeless people love to drink that's why they're homeless but how can they afford to actually pay for the drinks it says the exhibit featured displays of liquor bottles. I did. I'm looking at it right here. It's got uh, the lounge chair. Uh, they got some Jim Beam there. Maker's Mark, uh, Malibu, of course, rum. You got to have that. Uh... Maybe the bar takes Medicare. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's wonderful. That's yeah. the ingenuity on that. That's like, yeah, you know, hey. Go where the go where the customer is. Isn't that the, one of the slogans in business? You got to go where the customers are. And if I'm selling alcohol, that's the place to go.
4: Beer. Yeah, I think uh, wick is meant for milk, not for whiskey on the rocks.
0: Yeah. All right. What, what is next? We're doing pop goes the culture. We'll do a few more. We got to get to the mailbag though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, page ten. All right. These these dating stories are always good. We're both married men, but a poll has uh, uncovered, a survey has uncovered the biggest dating red flags for Gen Z and millennial women. And they include listening to the Joe Rogan podcast is seen as a bigger red flag than uh, somebody that's like gun obsessed, according to the young women who are out in the dating world.
4: What if you listen to that podcast while you clean a gun?
0: Now that's then their heads would explode, Danny, like a melon being dropped off the top of a building. That would be that would be next level if that happened. And now the Joe Rogan thing, is it the women are not like into UFC because he does a lot of UFC podcasts. Well, he he does a ton of podcasts, but and he's making a hundred million or whatever, so he should do a lot of podcasts. But Rogan, I've heard him a few times over the years. Like he does a lot of like comedians and but it's a lot of MMA stuff too. Are they offended by the MMA stuff? Like Rogan doesn't seem like he's that out on the edge to me. He's uh, he's got strong opinions, but I don't know. He said he's. Uh, I think he said he's a Democrat. I don't know. I don't know his politics. It's not. Like well, a-
4: I'd I'd be knocking all kinds of Gen Z boots because I'm not sure why. But I've never listened to one Joe Rogan podcast in my life. Not intentional, but just. Yeah. He's never. He's never really interested in me all that much.
0: Well, I first learned of him when he was doing uh, news radio. Remember that? And I think it was the '90s news radio. He was. That's on the-
4: right. I I liked him on Fear Factor.
0: Yeah, I remember Fear Factor. Yeah, I I had a buddy, of my, my one of my friends is like a stand-up comedian. He's like not a good one, not a good <laughs> stand-up comedian, but he, but he does stand-up comedy, so he knows the LA comedy scene. And he, it, it was so funny because I. Joe Rogan's name came up, and you know maybe the guy was just being a dick because he didn't make it in comedy, but he said Rogan was terrible when he was doing stand-up comedy, like horrible. And, uh, and now he sells out arenas and stuff. Is it because he's good? I, I've never really heard him do stand-up comedy. Is it because he's good, or is it because he's famous? Or is it both?
4: Yeah, maybe it's a little bit of both.
0: I don't know. But my friend, and I didn't see Rogan when he did stand-up comedy back in the old days, but my friend swears that he was dreadful at at stand-up comedy. So and there's all kinds of numbers from this study if you want to.
4: Is, is he a good interviewer, Ben? Like, why why did his podcasting take off the way it did?
0: Well, he, he, he's he got big names. Now he's got big names because he's, like, yeah. he's established. But, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't seem much different than any other. You know, interview. It's not like he's the greatest interviewer of all time. I mean, he's fine. It's pretty laid back. You know? Yeah, it's...
4: he just got in there early and made a name for himself.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't listen all the time, but I've heard it's fine. I, some of them I like, and you know, I don't. You know, I try not to listen too much to anything because I don't want to take other people's material. Uh, let's get to the mailbag. What do you say? You want to get to the mailbag? Let's go because this is not stealing
4: from Ask Ben.
0: Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels where college fans stay. Hey
5: guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know Creighton, you know, watch Creighton.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Now, this is original audio content that you can only find on this particular podcast. It's in the bag,
1: Ben's mailbag.
0: Right to the mailbag. Thank you, Ohio Al. Alf uh, says, agent to the stars, Ben, ever since your debut on Benny versus the Penny this season, the buzz around Tinseltown is that your Q rating is through the roof. Is there any truth to the rumor that Steve Harvey's production company is eyeing you to be the next big game show host in prime time? Well, Alf, I am not allowed to comment on that because of some legal papers. So I'll just let that kind of float out. Next question.
4: Plus, Steve Harvey still doesn't know who you are. Don't! Oh! Uh,
0: he absolutely knows who I am. He loved the Malamobile. He said, look at that car. That's a good-looking car. He liked the car. That was the blue Mobile, yeah. which is not really more than just a, a round town uh, car at this point. Uh, next up is the real Neil. The real deal Neil, who used to live in Miami, but now he moved. He's in the Carolinas, if I remember correctly. He says, Mazel tov, Ben. On uh, taking it or making it Hollywood Sports Talk, uh becoming a star. By the way, did you ever mention on how Looney became the choice uh, uh, or was your choice? Or was it the NBA NBC executives? Uh big fan of the Blitz back in the day on XM radio. He says, I do remember you and Looney were talking like me and my buddies. On the couch, and that's what resonates today uh, a lot. And then he says, Joe Rogan. Uh, there you go. Uh So uh, not bashing Looney, just wondering the uh, process, uh if he was the orchestrator of the whole thing or not. Uh, and he says, uh, by the way, I'll uh, cough up on your podcast listening uh, while hiking. He says he catches up. I think he said cough up, but I think he meant catch up. I would hope. I don't think he's going to cough at every podcast. But he says uh, he'll catch up on uh, the podcast listening while hiking. And then he sent some photos. He said he ran into my doppelganger. That guy does not look like me. If you think I look like that, Neil, uh, then you you need to go to the eye doctor. And if I look like that, I need to go to the eye doctor. Uh, I don't think I look like that. He sent a picture of Big Bird? Uh, this man, it's like, uh, it's like Jabba the Hutt, uh, mixed with Snuffleupagus. Second, kind of you know, it's like, wait a minute. Uh, but as far as the Looney deal, the, how we make the hot dogs and all that. So I had been talking to NBC people for years about doing it, something with them and nothing ever happened. It was going to happen. Possibly. In 2020, and then the whole world went nuts, and we had a pandemic, and there were all kinds of uh, fires. Cities were burning up; it was ridiculous. Anyway, so it didn't happen then, and then I kind of it was on the back burner, and we started putting the show together, and they were interested in that. Some of the executives NBC, and then they're like, "Should I do it alone?" I was like, "Well, no, it's Benny versus the Penny, so there's got to be somebody there with the Penny." And then we were going over options, and then one of the big executives at NBC actually happened to be a fan of the Blitz and liked the shenanigans that I had with Looney and so thought it would be a pretty good fit because we already know each other and I've known Looney for a long time. Like I, We go back to the 90s, me and Looney, we, we did radio together a long time ago. So anyway, we've known each other for a long time, so it just kind of seemed like a something they wanted. And, uh, anyway, he sent some a bunch of other stuff here. Uh, he says, Mazel tov to Danny G for the healthy and handsome King Baby G. Daddy. And then he asked for the studio. He's going to send us some hats, Danny. Oh, nice. Yeah, he says they're boxed up, ready to go, so I sent him the address. And the way the mail works at... Fox Sports Radio, I think we might get that about a month from now, right? I don't even know where the mail room is. Do you they got rid of the mail room,
4: didn't they? He got rid of the mail room, so they put our mail down by that white circle table in our break room.
0: Yeah. But the mail doesn't just go there, it goes somewhere else. I don't know where it goes. There's got to be somewhere the mail goes and then they filter it down there.
4: Manager Adrian brings it down to that white table.
0: Yeah. And most of the mail we get is just from Andy Furman. Without Andy Furman, there would be no mail. Andy single-handedly gives Fox Sports Radio mail. Without Andy, no mail. Wouldn't you happen. know, the mail room
4: stayed open after COVID because of Andy's mail. Yeah. If there was no Andy Furman mail, that would have been a victim of COVID. They had to keep it open due to his mail.
0: And if only Andy had been around when the Pony Express was around, we'd still have the Pony Express because he just would have kept sending things on the Pony Express.
4: Anybody thinks you're just being funny? No, there's this cardboard box and it has about, I'm going to guess, 50 envelopes from Andy Furman dressed to every single one of us at the network. Unopened. All of them are unopened. It's newspaper clippings usually inside the envelopes. Oh, there's no question.
0: Andy lives in Cincinnati and is a radio legend. And I love Andy. We've had Andy on the podcast. But, man, he he should have a stamp named after him. Yeah. <laughs> he should. he yeah. should. He's the greatest customer for the United States Postal Service you could have. Anyway, now, after all that, Neil says, here's the question for you two, since you two are married social butterflies, you two married social butterflies in different careers, when you meet other people at parties who have no clue about sports or hate sports, how do you connect in conversations? Uh, what's your go-to? Do you even mention your fame in sports talk radio? Do the wives see you as famous given your your status? Well, very kind of you, uh, Neil, to put us in the status uh, category. Uh yeah, so if I meet people at parties, I, my wife does take me to parties. If it was up to me, I would never go to parties, but she does drag me to party She even has us host parties at least once or twice a year. We have a party, so we we do that. And so when I meet people that don't know about sports, it's always awkward because the questions are, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. How are the Lakers going to do this year? Like That kind of stuff. It's the same all the time. It's like, and I'm like, well, if I knew who was gonna win the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in a mansion somewhere in Beverly Hills, but I'm I'm not, cause I don't know. And uh and that kind of thing. And then it's like, it's like the normal small talk, right? Then if you meet somebody, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, how's the weather or something like that, you know, or did you see you whatever's know, in the
4: news? You must have winning brackets during March Madness. Oh,
0: that yeah, yeah, that's that's also. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's interesting because in the grand scheme of things, we're radio famous, which where does that put us in Hollywood?
0: We, I'll tell you where that'll put us at. So if you look at a totem pole, you look at the very top and then you go down, page down, page down, page down, and you go to the very bottom where there's crusted on urine from the yeah. dogs urinating right there. That is where we fall on the totem pole of fame, right there.
4: I don't know, Ben. I don't think you used your radio fame the proper way when you were single. Because my chick wanted to win really bad at fantasy football. You know, that was one of the reasons why she got with me. She's like, uh, you're going to help me with my fantasy lineup. Boom. First year we're together, she wins her league. Coincidence? I think not.
0: Way to a woman's heart through fantasy football. That's the key. That
4: $200 prize. I'm pretty sure she's still using that as spending cash.
0: Well, she went to Vegas, and she bet that on a 10-team parlay, and then she won that. Then she bet a 20-team parlay. She won that, so she's rolling in the dough. Yep. Rolling in the dough. Next up on the mailbag, Jennifer from Virginia writes in, our friend Jennifer. She says, I will be moving to St. Louis pretty soon for the very reason that Danny speculated Mickey D's golden arches. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She says, unless that's not true. She said she is moving to St. Louis to be closer to her oldest son. Ah, that was my guess. And her uh, son lives in Minneapolis. He says, um, I, I could not believe uh, he guessed it and that you remembered where he lives. So Jennifer says, instead of being a 20, uh, 20 driving hours away from her son, it will only be eight driving hours. That's far enough, she says. That he will not feel suffocated by his mom, but close enough that they can get together. She says she does not like flying. I don't blame you. It's a pain in the ass. You got to get there hours before and have yeah. uh, have all your private parts uh, looked over by the security and all that, and uh, it's just just great.
4: Who famously told us to keep our feet on the ground? No, oh, the the great uh, Casey Kasem.
2: said every time I do a. Death dedication.
0: Keep your feet on the ground and keep looking for the stars. And I'm sick and tired of doing a dead dog tribute and then going to an upbeat song. I'm, I'm <laughs> sick and tired of it. You know, I get a dying dog and, and I, I got to do an upbeat song and I've just had enough of it. That was one outstanding rants. Uh, anyway, Jennifer, thank you. And uh, you're very nice there to, Want to get close to your son, but not that close. Like, you didn't move to St. Paul. You know, you could have done that. It's like, well, my son's in Minneapolis, so I'll just go a couple miles away over to St. Paul or I'll go to Duluth and drive down. So you didn't you didn't go that crazy, which is good. And you're in, going to be in a great part of the country. One of my my good friends lives in Kansas City, Bob, one of my radio buddies, Bob Fesco. And I'm always jealous because Bob, on, on the weekends, he'll go on these nice trips, and he's close to everything. When you're in the middle of the country like that, it's just so easy to travel. I have a buddy of mine in Dallas. And it's just tremendously easier, especially if you live in a hub city. Now, St. Louis is not a hub city. Dallas is, and you can go everywhere if you're if you're into the flying thing. But even driving, you're you're not that that far away. And th- then she proceeded to say there were other reasons, Danny. Uh, that she said there are no worthy men in her life right now, and she is optimistic that she will f- find success in the dating game in saint louis and uh, she also said uh, virginia's become too populated it's expensive crowded and and all that so good there in saint louis good luck jennifer but make sure uh, whatever man you find uh, does not interfere with your listenership to the show otherwise uh Daddy G over there. Danny G will have to have a word and uh, we'll have to talk to this, uh, whoever this loser to be named is uh, later. All right. Uh, Mike in Fullerton writes in on the mailbag, says, hi, Ben and Danny G. Uh, He says, I'm happy to report Spectrum and Disney settled their dispute. Well, thank you for that, Mike. Our long national nightmare is over. Now, I don't even know if either of you are on Spectrum, but if you are, would you you not have the evil four-letter network for a week be a problem considering uh, your line of work or it's just not having the four letter. Now, I don't really watch ESPN. Uh, I, I stopped, uh, not, not because I, you know, I would work at Fox Sports Radio or, or whatever. I just eh. like a lot of the woke stuff they were doing turned me off. And I, I get everything I need online as far as like I used to watch Sports Center because everyone watched Sports Center. But I don't watch, I don't. Watch Sports Center. I have watched it in years, and anything I need, I can get on online. Uh, one of my RSS feeds that I have so many of, and so that's that's just not in my my house. Not the games would be a problem, but I think we've established, Danny, that there are certain ways that you know we can find games if we have to. There are ways you can watch certain games if need be, right through certain channels and all that.
4: I actually have spectrum and ESPN being blocked only bothered me for a couple of college football games that I wanted to just look in on and check the score on ABC seven, which is also part of Disney that bothered me, Ben, because how am I supposed to miss cruel summer rookie Austin, nine, one, one, San Diego, nine, one, one, Charlotte, nine, (laughs) one, one. It ruined my couple of weeks that they were
0: feuding Well you really buried the lead on this because it's channel seven's Rob Fukuzaki that is the reason and Rob of course a very friendly gentleman we love Rob Fukuzaki the uh, the news guy at, or the sports guy at channel 7 and he's uh he's a fan of the radio Danny he listens to the radio yeah
4: he would rant against you when you and I would get into Laker arguments he would tweet at you saying you were a loser, and he always sided with me and the crew.
0: Uh, No, no, no. uh, uh, You're misremembering. Wrong. Misremembering. And, uh, no, Rob was great. And uh, at one point, Danny, when you were on the show, Danny, we had every major Los Angeles TV sports anchor that would listen to our show on the way home because they do the 11 o'clock news. And then they'd get in the car from, you know, they'd get out of there at 1130 and they'd have you know, a half hour drive or whatever. So they'd listen to from, to the show from 1130 to midnight.
4: Yeah. I remember that. That was very cool.
0: Yeah. We, we, yeah. And then everyone started working from home and they stopped listening. I, I don't know if they ever came back. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, Gary writes in and says, I know your opinion on ranch dressing the devil's blood, but where do you stand on creamy Italian dressing? Uh, is it okay or is it the devil's plasma? If not, and you want a tasty ranch uh, or t- tasty dressing for the uh, the one salad you eat a year, the Kroger brand of uh, creamy Italian dressing is awesome. And he says, this is not a paid endorsement. So I am not an Italian dressing guy. The only salad dressing I really like, well, there's two of them. I like uh, Thousand Island Dressing i I also like uh it's Ken's honey mustard which i is like a it's so good it's a dipping sauce for chicken but there's a honey mustard like based barbecue sauce it's not barbecue it's a it's like a salad dressing supposedly it's pretty good but that's about
4: I it. like the regular Italian dressing like the regular Italian dressing
0: like the wishbone that's your go-to pretty good yeah are you a creamy guy what? That sounds dirty. All right. Uh, Hillbilly Mike writes in, says, I'm running a little behind on your fifth hour podcast, but y'all, you know, he's a hillbilly because he said y'all. He said y'all talked about some woman being a Monet uh, or a block or more. Uh, He said, "Uh, I'm over here. Yeah, a Monet is something that looks really good from a distance. And then we get closer. Like, holy crap. man.
4: Yeah. And then I explained to you a block or more.
0: Yeah. You said a block or more. Now. Hillbilly Mike says I- I'm over here in Virginia and uh, here in Virginia we say that a woman is a butterface. Everything is hot butterface. Uh is what uh, they say. I've heard that one before. I've heard the butterface. Heard that in the 5th grade. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, five head, I've heard that. People, uh, you know, the, the hairlines receding. Uh, I think at this point I'm like a 10 head, but uh, that's a, that's a different conversation. Uh, next up on the Mailbag, thank you, Hibbilly Mike. Uh, you'll hear this in about a month when you catch up on the podcast. Uh, anu, how do you do? From Sarasota writes in, formally, Anu from Owensboro. And uh, says, are you afraid that with the new TV gig you'll become too commercial? For your listening audience Toadstool. stool hey it's mallor here it's bracket season and you can pre-register now for the fox sports radio bracket challenge at foxsportsradio.com get details rules and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on march 17th once you fill out your bracket you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip You and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location. Sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
2: when you're an american express platinum card member don't be surprised if you say things like chef what course are we on I've, i've lost count or shoot that shoot that and even
3: checkout's not until four, so
2: because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four PM late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: My dream is to be a sellout, anew. my dream is for you all to hate me. And I, I said, y'all, because I want to make Hillbilly Mike happy and our, our guy from yesterday's podcast in, in Alabama as well, uh, happy, uh, splendid daddy. In y'all,
4: how much money, Ben, would it take for you to forget all of us little people? Uh,
0: so if I could have, like, Colin Cowherd's uh, second vacation home, I think I'd be good. Uh, I think that's that's all I need. Uh, no, listen, I, I always would you know want to be part of the, the radio, as we said. But here's the thing, Anu, and I, I pointed this out, and hopefully this comes across on the TV show, the people at NBC, and I thank them very much because uh, I was a little concerned. Uh, you get into television. It's more of a buttoned-up situation. There's not a lot of joking around and that whole thing. And they were very straightforward. They were like, hey, we, we like you because of the nonsense you do on the radio. So I've tried to continue that even though there's this big, giant TV camera with a bright light on it and a tele a teleprompter, which, by the way, Looney uses. You know Looney uses the teleprompter? Did you know that? He does. Yeah. I don't. I have no teleprompter. I just let it rip. Just let it go. Now, I have a bunch of notes in front of me. But I have to like memorize the notes because I can't look at the notes because I got to look at the cam. So it's big.
4: Oh, plus you have to be yourself, and that includes being a clown. And clowns don't read teleprompters. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. But I, if that does happen, that's great. That means I'm filthy rich, and that would be wonderful. Uh, Cliff from Nashville and uh, Nikos writes in says uh, essentially the same question. Uh Cliff's. He says I'm in Nashville. I, I've always watched Benny versus the Penny. I can't seem to find it. Uh, help! And then uh, Nico says, "Where can I find Benny versus the Penny broadcast? Uh, and is it free?" And he's a one of our Canadian uh, listeners. So yeah, you guys have asked me a lot of questions about this, and there's no good, cheap solution, and that's 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 a problem. I am not. As powerful as I am, Danny, I am not in charge of distribution of Penny versus the Penny. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Terry in England reached out; he wanted to watch the show. And uh, unfortunately, even though the show originally was going to be on uh, on uh, the streaming service for for NBC Peacock, there were some things that came up. Um, out of my pay grade, uh, you know, when you're involving gambling shows and things like that, there's certain regulations. I don't know all the the inner workings, but for whatever reason, they they decided not to put it on. Maybe they'll change their mind down the line. Uh, and I certainly, every time I talk to the executives, I will say, "Hey, listen, there's people that want to watch this on on the Peacock thing." The only way I know if you don't have an NBC affiliate in your your town, uh, the only way you can watch it, I think, is on Fubo TV, and there that's a that's a pay streaming service. Yeah, I don't think is that cheap. I think it's kind of pricey. I I don't know. I don't have it, so I'm not sure how much it costs. But they have all the NBC Sports channels on there, and I think they have like a free trial. So if you're really cheap, mm-hmm. you know, you could just sign up for the free trial and then.
4: Here's a Ben Maller, Rob Parker move. Get the cha- get the free trial of Fubo, And uh, is it, f- how's it, FUBO? I think it's FUBO, yeah. I think it's FUBO, yeah. Trial of FUBO. And then watch one episode. Maybe you'll get even a second episode of Ben before the trial runs out. And then cancel it the day before they charge your card.
0: Yeah, and then just switch to your friend's email address and then you can watch the entire season. But no, you should, you know, if you have the money, you need to pay for it. But uh, also uh, direct TV, it's on direct TV on a bunch of channels on there. And so unfortunately I wish there was a streaming option. Trust me. Uh, I here where I am, I am almost everything we watch is on the stream. So I've had to, to get certain back channels from NBC to watch the show myself. So that's uh, that's an issue that I have. Uh, J-Bone from Portland, Maine, writes in and says, Hey, Benny, uh, Danny G, every now and then uh, during uh, an hour or two, Eddie cannot be heard. You can Ooh. hear you ask him something. Then there's this pause of silence when Eddie is responding. Are you big-timing him? Free Ooh. Eddie. No, I think it's the opposite, J-Bone. A- Eddie is big-timing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh So I
4: can answer this question. Uh This is your board operator messing up. Uh, When the podcast is being fed to the producer's computer, a certain button has to be pressed on the control board. If that button's not pressed, you do not hear the update anchor's microphone. And so what happens is sometimes that button is off. It doesn't feed to the podcast. The producer hopefully is paying attention Sees a gap and says, holy crap, somebody's mic isn't feeding to the podcast.
0: Yeah, unless they don't. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm unaware that I guess it's, that makes sense. Uh, there are times, though, that sometimes Eddie's doing something else and he's not paying attention and I'll talk to him and he doesn't talk back. But, yeah, I that, that makes more sense what you're saying there.
4: Yeah, it happens from time to time. Um, now, in the daytime, there's backup because that little office where Big Mike sits – Uh They are running on the show and it's recording everything. And so whenever John Ramos accidentally has that button off, I have to walk down the hallway and tell Big Mike, hey, I need that segment because John Ramos didn't have, you know, Dan Byers microphone on for my podcast. And so I'm able to fix that for my podcast. But when your show is on, your last line of defense is Coop and your board
0: operator. And, and and that's quite the defense that is that is quite the defense uh thank you jay bone murray in saskatoon you know this podcast is big because murray in saskatoon still listens to the podcast and that's a big deal just love saying saskatoon and that's a good word it's a good, it's a good canadian uh, town uh, have you ever considered uh, having gag on back on the podcast, he says he's asking for a friend. Uh, well, we'd have gag on as a guest. Gag on's moved on from the podcast. He lives in Miami now. He doesn't live in L.A. anymore. So he's a Floridian. Uh, he's a Florida man, uh, and I think Danny, you'd agree, he was always a Florida man. But now he's really a Florida man, and he's he's all about that action, boss, and all that. And well, yeah, we'd, we'd have him on as as a, a- what's doing in Miami. I, I don't know. I remember doing some TV stuff, I guess, some high, so, like soccer. I don't know.
4: That's right. The last time you spoke to him, I remember him talking about doing soccer play-by-play. Wasn't sure if that's what he was still doing or not.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's calling uh, Lionel Messi's games, though. I don't think that he's he's doing that. Lionel and him are not best friends. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas. We'll do a couple more quickly. Fred in Spring, Texas says... Uh, hey there. With both of you being public uh, people, uh, have you ever had any problems with overzealous fans or stalkers? Uh, really enjoy the show. Uh, there's been some cyber tough guys. Uh, I've done a lot of meet and greets. There's only been a couple of creepy people that have showed up to those. Pretty much everyone's been kind of cool. Plus, I'm a pretty intimidating person size-wise, so a lot of people who uh, would... Try to start something, usually don't for whatever reason. So, been, been fine. Most people are nice. You know, most people are, just want to get through life like we want to get through life. What about you, Danny G? In uh, Modesto
4: Stockton, California, when I was a young 19 years old, I was doing the overnight shift and there were a lot of, uh, 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 how would you say, like rock moms, like lonely rock moms who needed some loving early thirties, mid thirties, they would call lonely divorced rock moms. And, you know, and I, at 19, I wasn't sure how to talk to these women. I was just nice to them, put them on hold, come back after a song, um, play a song for them. Just like a cool, but I kept it professional. Right. Yeah. But there was one lady where she wanted more, man. she, She didn't want a a phone buddy. She wanted a blank buddy. Yeah.
0: Uh, She she wanted the full Monty or the full Danny G.
3: Oh, my
4: gosh. Radio station was in an old Bank of America building, and there was huge glass windows. Did you take her to the vault? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. And uh, we kept the blinds down, especially at night, and it was kind of creepy because you'd hear people out in the parking lot sometimes, and you're the only one locked in this big studio. Um, I'm pretty sure it was her, though, Ben. The station's slogan was, Nobody Rocks Harder Than Rock 104. Well, this lady with lipstick wrote on our big window across it, she wrote, Nobody Fs Harder Than Danny G. Wow!
0: That's quite the endorsement.
4: Right? So I thought I was Mr. Cool. When the thing, And they had a good old time reading the message and laughing and, you know, making up their own version of what must have happened for that to be written on the window. Yeah. And the general manager was laughing with the program director and they're like, boy, you sure are popular with the ladies. And he said, but you know what? He's like, and I'm laughing with them. I'm thinking, yeah, man, I made it. And he's like, uh, you're going to go clean the window
3: off.
0: Uh, no juice. All
3: right, man.
4: Before I left for the morning, he had me go clean the window off. So yeah, uh he got the last laugh.
0: I give you credit, though, Danny, because I have never in my life had a woman uh, ever, A, say that, or B, write anything in lipstick on anything. So, uh, normally, I, I have seen how fast women are when they're running away. Uh, that is normally the uh, the case. Uh, or uh, they have a headache, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, Um All right, Uh, George and Uvalde, uh, he had a sporty question. And uh, John from Pendleton, South Carolina, Angelina. uh, and There's a few other people, Mike, uh, Steve, all you guys. We we ran out of time, but thank you. Uh, I know John in Pendleton, South Carolina, wanted to defend Artie Marino. He said he's not cheap. Okay. The man moved the press box near the foul pole, because he was upset with the media and he wanted to make a few extra bucks by putting uh, seats where the press box used to be. Anyway, uh, we'll get out. Danny, it's Sunday. We got NFL all day long, a full live radio show. I'll be on tonight on the original Ben Maller show, and we'll do that all night long from 11 o'clock till 3 in the morning in the West. That is 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. in the East, where most people live in the United States, and so we'll be doing it live uh, tonight, and you'll be back tomorrow, Danny, right?
4: Yeah, Covino and Rich kicking off NFL Week 2 coverage on the show, and we have a fun Monday game called Last One Standing, where I actually use a drop of your voice, Ben, in that game. Nice. Whenever there's a winner in a round, you hear, Last One Standing. I love it. I love it. Pretty cool. Monday show. That's five to seven in New York City and on the west side here in Los Angeles, two to four p.m. in the afternoon.
0: And if by chance you happen to be listening to this podcast on the first run early in the morning. There is a chance that Benny versus the Penny will still be on. They embargo the show, they, not embargo. That's not the, the right word. They end the TV show once the games kick off at one o'clock Eastern Time. But I know last week SNY aired Benny versus the Penny at like eleven thirty in the morning in New York. So uh, if you're up early and you're listening to this and you you want to see if you missed Benny versus the Penny, check it out. We'll we'll say goodbye for now. I got the the radio show tonight, Danny tomorrow, and we will chat with you next time
4: later skater hi i like the saints
0: go raiders no no go rams raiders rams just i want my picks to win really that's what i want danny (laughs) i
4: want jimmy g to score 35 points on offense
0: i need him to throw for over 300 yards against the bills that's what i need come on damn it do it Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.